Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my timeless daughter and co-host Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed. Teaching you to become your own best coach. So my timeless co-host, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? That's it. You're just good. Good. That's it. I mean, I feel great now that I'm being called timeless. I feel like that's a nice compliment. Yeah, we're we're having a wonderful pre-autumn day today. This crystal yeah. clear sky, no humidity, 70s. Oh, so good to get rid of that humidity. Oh. Mm, it's beautiful. It's like one of those days you want to bottle up and open in February when it's yeah. freezing. Well, listen, today's podcast. I, I wasn't sure what to call it, but I, I kind of, I'm kind of gravitating towards something with the concept of, you know, uh, care, careless living. Like reckless living or? Uh, emotionally careless, not, not really taking care of yourself, squandering your time, you know, that kind of carelessness. I, I, taking, taking time and, and living for granted, I guess is... Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll come up with a better better title, but but I'm using that as a working title right now. How about I can get on board with that? Do you like maybe better distracted living? Well, I think yeah. If if you're focusing on the idea of taking care of your time and living life to the fullest, then yes, I think distracted makes more sense. Because careless living to me sounds like yeah. um, reckless, Re reckless or dangerous. Okay, so you are, since you are the timeless co-host, mm. uh, we want to talk about uh, life itself. And Why am I the timeless co-host, by the way? Well, because as we go on, I have, I have an agenda in my head, and I want to prove oh, that, I see. that those yeah. who squander time uh, really are squandering life. So you being timeless, you, you know how to appreciate every ounce of life that there is. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. like it. Now, you, you've heard the statement, I'm sure you have, that life is short, right? Yes. And to me, that's a relative statement because life is neither long nor short. It's what we make of it, of course. But, but I do feel that life can be long if you know how to use it. And that's, that's kind of going to be my focus today. So, so before we get into making your life longer, how about that as a title? How to make your life longer? <laughs> <laughs> well, stretching your life. Uh, uh, would you like to hear my my pick of the song to kind of uh, commemorate living a longer life? Yes, I'd love to. Really? Wow, I'm so impressed. Okay. <laughs> I, I know I don't really have a choice, so no, I you, might as well embrace you it. Absolutely right? do. If if you if you decided that you absolutely didn't want to hear the song of the week, uh, I, I would wrestle with it, but I would I would honor your. So huh. let me ask you once again, in all <laughs> candor and honesty, are you really okay with the song of the week? Yes, I I'm eager to hear the song of the week okay, on the edge is. of my seat. Good. It's called that lucky old son. Hmm. Are you ready? 
Yeah. Three, two, here we go. One. Fuss with my woman. Toil of my kids. Sweat till I'm wrinkled and gray. But that lucky old son got, he's got nothing to do but rule around heaven all day. Well, um, what do you think? Mm. I want to roll around in heaven all day. (laughs) You don't want to fuss with the woman and toil with the child, huh? Yeah, I'd rather just roll, roll with it. That that song always kind of really affects me because, you know, I kind of imagine this person just looking up at the old son and just saying, wow, I wish... I wish I could just roll around like that, but man, I've I've got this life. I've got to do this. I've got to do yeah, wham, 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 and 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 that's really what we're talking about. That when you get caught up in a life that is just toil and and you know and work and and just effort, you know that's that's when you start to realize that life is so short because you you kind of look back over your shoulder. Where did the time go? And just just yesterday I was. I was 100 years old. Now I'm 200 years old. (laughs) What's that expression? It's like the days are long, but the years are short. Ooh, I like that. I like that. People often reflect on. Yeah, and you're young, and and younger than than I. Um, I always say, when I was a kid, a summer lasted forever. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just. When, when June came, the end of June came around, uh, I just knew that there was an infinite amount of time before I had to go mm. back to school in September. Yeah, I remember that and, too. And now it's like a blink of an eye. It just, and there is a phenomenon, you know, one of our podcasts, I'm going to look that up. I remember, I remember seeing it in, in a bookstore. There was a whole book on that phenomenon of time escalating and speeding up as we grow older. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that in your young, youthful blissful life have you experienced the that time itself tends to become more compressed and moving along more rapidly yes absolutely learn have you ever heard of lucius aeneas seneca the younger mm, not the younger <laughs> i know you are the, the so elder f- familiar with the elder yeah you used to hang out with the elder yeah <laughs> well better known as seneca Seneca was a, a Roman Stoic philosopher back in the, I guess it was the first century. Actually, he was a tutor to Nero, which, which I found kind of interesting. I'm sure but, you did. Uh, Seneca said, we go to war over territorial boundaries, okay? But we allow others to trespass on our existence. Those who will take possession of our lives. So in other words, you know, we spend so much time, you know, just protecting our territory, you know, whatever it may be. But yet we we tend to hand over our lives to people who trespass. And do you follow what he's getting at when he says how people can trespass on our lives? Yeah, absolutely. Like people coming in and taking your time or um, even taking your energy, like Mm -hmm. in directions that you don't, you wouldn't choose for yourself. Yeah, I mean, how often do we allow others to steer our lives? Or, or how often do we say yes when we mean no? Right. Yeah. Pretty often. Okay, so you tell me, because rather than having our lives trespassed, maybe we need to get little signs, you know. No trespassing on my mind. 
and just every time somebody comes and wants us to do something we pull out the little no trespassing <laughs> I felt like mom used to have one of those signs when she taught kindergarten she had a stop sign and when the kids would come over and she was busy she'd just hold up the stop sign and they had to walk away well, why don't you implement that <laughs> that's a good idea right? a good idea yeah we could bring that all right so, no, so, no trespassing so let me ask you because I know that you are the, the healthy guru what are healthy boundaries what would be some healthy boundaries that one could adapt adopt healthy boundaries well I think healthy boundaries are probably different for everybody depending on what their needs are but generally I would say once people determine what it is that's important to them finding a way to say no to anyone who's going to infringe on those needs mm -hmm. I have for my own practice I think of energetic boundaries for myself because I kind of know what it feels like when I feel good and energized and am in flow with my own life and my own needs. And so as soon as I feel that shifting because of another person or another energy, that's when I become aware of my boundary and well, needing to yeah, well stand put, up for myself. Well put. Yeah. I, I, and I think, I think we can all relate to that, that when you're in sync with yourself, uh, you kind of sense that feeling. You call it that energetic flow, and and it is. You, you really, you know, everything just seems like it where it needs to be. But when you're out of sync, or when someone comes along and interrupts that uh, energetic frequency that you always re refer to, it's jarring because we we leave that place of you know really being synchronized with life, and we now enter in a mundane kind of reality that's anything but energetic. Yeah, that, and that's always a disappointment, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> the mundane. Yeah. One of the things that Seneca did talk about, which I thought was a phenomenal concept, was that you have to submit your life to an audit. Now, he's, he's talking about, you know, asking yourself, you know, how much time have you spent arguing, pursuing money, status, impressing others, foolish pleasure, you know, greed. You know, we have to do an audit. We have to really understand you know that how we are squandering our lives isn't that a great concept to do an audit mm. yeah I like that that's that reminds me of uh, they had interviewed a 102 year old woman I think at the end of her life and they had asked her to look back on her life and talk about the things that she treasures to, uh, you know in the last days as before she passed away and what were the things that she wished were different and she said I never I, I do not wish, I, I wish that I didn't work as much. I wish that I appreciated um, my family and friends more. And yeah, so I think like an audit, I mean, they kind of asked her to do that right before she died and it was just very clear. And it, I guess it makes sense when you stop and think about it, sure, the things sure. that really have meaning in life. And, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, unfortunately, just because of the cultural and societal demands, we're always thinking we need to work harder and and all of these things that we need to do before we can live mm -hmm. freely. And so it's it's kind of twisted. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to imagine that there aren't too many people that just prior to their last breath will sit there and say, I wish I had worked more. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, unless your work is like really meaningful and well, affecting yeah, the, I'm uh, talking, the world. I'm, I'm talking about arduous work, you know, effort right. work. You know, I, it, it's just that we, we lose perspective. 
you know, a lot of people just live for vacations. And, and I know you love vacations and as valuable as it is to get away. But it's often just an excuse for putting off here and now living. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. longing for some future respite. But more importantly, and do you agree with me that it's it's really kind of putting off what you need to be attending to to have a richer, more fulfilling life? I'm not taking away from vacations. I know you're a vacation person. But when you live for vacations, aren't you ignoring your present life? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think it's Uncle Alan who always has on his social media every once in a while, he'll write, uh, today is September 25th, 2021, the only one you'll ever have. And I kind of love that, mm -hmm. that idea that it's like, yeah, you've got this day and time and you're never going to get it back so what are you going to do today to make this day matter and to make this day count and not necessarily use it as a way to get to the next day but what is in this day that you can uncover um that yeah. is worthwhile yeah uh, i'm glad you're bringing in you call him uncle alice uh, alan, right? yeah we're gonna uncle bring one i'm trying to coerce him into doing a podcast with us it's alan geddes dr alan geddes psychologist and uh we, we need to get him in. He's uh, kind of Zen-oriented, right up your alley, Lo. Yes. And uh, very, very centered kind of here and now guy. So we'll, we'll get him in here one of these days. But he's too busy enjoying his life to be burdened with, with a thing like this, like a podcast, right? <laughs> so we're not living for vacations. So we have to learn to live correctly. But the thing is that it's a process. I mean, this takes place, I think, all through our lives. And I think the older you get, you know, I think you threw out the word perspective, the older you get, I think, I think it's a little bit easier to grasp perspective if you're looking for it, you know, as, as you give up the, uh, the fleeting moments of youth and, and just idle, you know, just pursuing things that are kind of silly and, and, and not very important, we, we tend to kind of settle down and start to come to a little bit more substance and I know, I know I, I've read in, in Japan that the culture has an opposite kind of feeling about elderly than we do in our culture. Mm. And they really revere the elderly as, as wise and inherently wise because of the life that they've lived. And, and I think we, we do tend to disparage the, the elderly in our society because we're so youth-oriented. That always bothered me, though. We, we're hyper-youth-oriented, and everything that seems valuable is promoted and marketed you know, for 20-something-year-olds. Hmm. Do you feel that way now that you're uh, almost 18? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. I've never really stopped to think about it, to be honest, but it Could you, could it you makes stop sense. and think about it in a second? Yeah, yeah, thinking currently thinking um yeah it, it does make sense culturally that that's no longer that's not a value yeah and the reason yeah. i bring it up is because you know i think you should value me a little bit more than you do i Just, feel like i value the elderly me, if not, really if not for, me, <laughs> for my my advancing age yeah i value you and your age very much okay <laughs> all right so i'm going to ask you a question I want you to take a look at your your life. How many years now? 18, 19, 36 uh, next week. Whoa, what a young, what a wonderful age. Mm. So take a look at your 36 years. How many days do you think have been in your possession? And maybe we have, maybe we have to say in a percentage. 
and, and I think you know what I mean. How many, how much of your life has really been in your possession and how much of it has been in others or demands or mm. infringements? Interesting. Hard to say, right? But what would you yeah, guess? I'm going to say like 85%. Yeah. You, you're, you're an exception. And, and I believe you. I think you're right because you're one of the few people I know that really does tend to really enjoy life to its fullest. And I think that even your work is not work, as you said before. So yeah, I, I'm going to guess 85%. I'm going to say mine is more like 50% because of the first half of my life, you know, I squandered. And, <laughs> I don't know what kind of, I was, I thought I wanted to sell swimming pools at one point. And, you know, I just, oh, I, a terrible I, it took me a while to find psychology or psychology finding me. But mm. the second half of my life, I would put up there around 85%. But, but, but when you were a kid, it was probably like 100%, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Because when I was a kid, I loved, you know, I just loved being somewhat introverted. I, I loved anything, you know, a stick, playing in the mud, <laughs> uh, making snowballs, whatever it was. You're right. Yeah, that was, but that was total focus. Uh, um, and I guess I guess we kind of lose that and start to get sidetracked with superficialities because, you know, we're in this competitive world. And, you know, as a young person, you know, you want to aspire and, you know, all these people, what what do we aspire toward? Look at our culture, money, status, power, Hollywood. It's crazy, right? Right. And, and what are these people once they get there? You tell me, what do you how, how many I, we were, mom and I were watching Jeopardy last night now asking you know who has the highest divorce rate and mom immediately blurted out Hollywood and she's <laughs> probably right you know you, you reach a certain level where you're just you're, you're groping for meaning right and what happens is that you, you're just so indoctrinated with you never being satisfied and wanting more and more and more so you're on a treadmill and, you know, that's a person, you know, after two or three or four marriages, you know, that's a person that's going to look back at a life squandered, at time lost. Yeah, it's so true. That's, I was just doing this with my students the other day where they were determining their values and trying to take this little survey to see the things that they care most about. And almost all of the values when you ask enough questions and you know someone chose you know getting good grades it was like okay well what does that mean to you and it always no matter what it was the path always led back to happiness so it was like i want to get good grades so that i could go to a good college i want to go to a good college so that i could get a good job i want a good job so i can make money i want money so that i can afford to have things i want things so that i can be happy it's wow. like it always comes back to that when you just keep probing and asking yourself like why do i believe this and why do i want this it's because all humans are just searching for joy and connection that's the, that's what it comes down to and like you don't need things to find that yeah but but there's something even more uh, disconcerting with that and that's that you know i need good grades to get good, into good college to get a good job but what what that's doing is it's it's throwing everything into the future you know that's what i was talking before about vacations we you know well when we get to this point in life then i'll have it and then when i get to that point then i'll have found it so it, it does, you know, it makes sense from a cultural standpoint why we do these things. I mean, it, we do live in this real world, but nevertheless, it's always like we're, you know, we're projecting what we need into the future rather than investing ourselves in living a more rich life in the present. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I know it sounds kind of Pollyanna, but there are have tos, and then there are want tos. And, uh, you know, it, it, you have to kind of know the difference. I mean, we all, we all have, you know, like, like the song says, fuss with the woman, toil with the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have things we have to do. But, but what about in between those have tos, the, the moments that we do have? Yeah, as you, sorry, I just was thinking as you were saying that the in between um, yesterday I was on at school I, as a teacher at school I was on recess duty outside so I was watching the kids play and I had to get back inside to teach my next class I had like a minute and a half to get inside and I was going from one thing to the other and as I was walking in I heard the wind start rustling through the trees and I just for about 30 seconds I just sat down right under the tree and I just looked up at the branches above me and uh, watched the leaves and listened to that sound that like rustling sound and it sounds so simple but in that moment I wasn't thinking about anything other than listening to that it was a bit more um, <laughs> peaceful than that, but um, but yeah, it just really recharged me and it reminded me to like root into the moment and that it's not all about getting from here to there. It's like y- y- this moment is all that we ever have. Well, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. the best. Uh, I'd like when I was when I was in grade school, uh, I always come back to that because it was a very fifties st- were different. And, you know, we had to sit with our backs against the seat, both hands on and both feet on the, you know, we couldn't move. We had to, do, it was very, very, very strict. And recess was a 20 minute period. And I used to remember like when it started to get close to the 20 minute period and, you know, you just, you're going to explode, you're going to explode and you hear the clock going tick, tick, tick. And, and one more minute tick. And then finally the bell rings. Whoosh, what a feeling of relief. <laughs> just, just to step out of the mundane and just have the freedom to do whatever you want. That it's kind of a metaphor for us. We need to find that freedom, that reset. Well, that's it. We have to have give ourselves recess mm, once in a while. I like that. Mm. Adult recess. That's actually a great idea to have time in your life where you just like set aside time to just find things that feel really fun. Yeah. So we maybe we should make that our time. <laughs> I think that's research. a great idea. I'm going to do that today. <laughs> no, we always like block out our calendar with all our appointments and stuff. Like why not put in yeah. recess? <laughs> recess. Now there is a danger. I hate to be oh, uh, no. you know, kind of a, a negative force but what about someone who, who can abuse that and just neglect responsibilities and just have too much recess eh, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> um no i don't think so and i feel like the ma- the vast majority of people are lacking freedom and fun and creativity as adults so i'm sure there are people that could abuse it but i think for the most part people are probably more afraid that you know they won't be able to um fill that space with meaningful things like mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that as adults we forget that there's meaning in fun that's a good point that's a very good point we're almost afraid yes, to waste time and and that's it, put in quotes because we have defined useful time as accomplishing doing getting things done getting more money so we we, t- we we tend to evaluate life and time based on these cultural imperatives 
And I think you're absolutely right, though. You know, just given recess, a lot of people might feel that's that's too wasteful. They may actually get anxious if they have a non-directive, uh, non-doing kind of period of time to just kind of, as you say, listen to the rustle of the... <laughs> Uh, yesterday it's it's funny that we're talking about this because i'm recalling that while i was outside yesterday it happened to be another one of these beautiful days and i was feeling really grateful that part of my job is to be outside watching kids play on a beautiful day like it's kind of a blessing but as i was out there in my head i was thinking oh my gosh these kids only get you know 25 minutes and you're watching them just run they have so much energy and i'm thinking like 25 mm. minutes just isn't enough and as I'm watching them play, I'm wondering, you know, at the same time, I'm like, I wonder if any of them are actually thinking like, I don't have a lot of time out here. Like, let me do all these things before the time is up. And, you know, then my next thought was like, absolutely not. Like they're just a hundred percent present in what they're doing in their play. And I think that honestly is the trick to slowing down time too like when we feel like time is yes. just going too fast you know especially when we're doing something that feels really good or is really fun or relaxing like you can soak that experience in by just becoming hyper present with every single thing that all the sensations that are happening in those moments because our mind as adults, our mind just constantly takes us to the next thing because it's part of what we're used to preparing and being ready for all the other things that need to get done. But we could be like kids and have adult mm -hmm. recess and just truly enjoy it. Lauren, I'm, I'm, you just make me yeah. so proud of your, your just wonderful intellectual <laughs> ability. That is, that, out of all the things that have impressed me, that what does really presence? Because basic, well, what you're what you're saying is you've just, in an Einsteinian <laughs> way, you've you've been able to articulate how we can stretch out our lives and live longer lives, and you, and you did that very eloquently. Basically, what we need to do is is really observe those kids and take a lesson and realize that. For those kids, that 20, 25 minutes is, is a long time, whereas you, as the teacher observing this, see it as a short time, they're not seeing it that way. And why aren't they seeing it that way? Because, as Lauren Simonian informs us, it's because they are so embedded in that moment that it becomes timeless. Wow. Einstein would, would really say, that is some <laughs> podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> That's really, no, that's really, that's really, and I'm going to take heed uh, because essentially I want to remind myself of the recess experience. Now, kids can teach us a lot, as can the elderly, uh, and we'll get into the why the, the difference, but, or at least maybe we will, I don't know, but the kids can teach us about abandonment. They can teach us about really being in the joy mm -hmm. of the experience. The elderly can teach us another lesson, and that lesson is how we tend to value time more, and that retrospective part of us that looks back and realizes that we don't have right. forever, you know. So, but that 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 really was a wonderful, wonderful uh, um, metaphor for <laughs> the children, uh, you know. But but which brings me to another point, and that is that like the recess and like the joy of abandonment, 
I think each day, and I always kind of try to live this way, that each day is a complete mm. lifetime, you know, like a separate universe. And and I think if you if you live that way, where you know you you wake up and you have this universe, there are no other universes. There never were, and there never will be. Just this universe, and it will be anything you make it. And there may be challenges along the way, but nevertheless. Our universe is dependent on one thing, and that's our perception of what we say about our universe, the judgments that we make. Hmm. So my, my, my universe has to do with, you know, I, I don't try to predict, I try to let it unfold. And I, I somewhere in, in the craw of my uh, subconscious, I know that I really want to be happy. So I'm not sure how I'm going to find that or if I'll find it today, but I, I kind of start off with, with that being my modus operandi. I, I just really want to be happy So today. the universe thing is a creation in your mind to try and keep you rooted in the present, like in that day? It's separate? Yeah, because it, it only, okay. it's all I have. See, I have this one universe and it's going to be anything I make it, make out of it. Um, what is the old poem uh, iron bars and stone walls make a prison knot or something like that you know it's it's not our circumstances that determine our perception or our existence it's what we say it is so for me a universe is a universe of opportunity and there are no other universes tomorrow doesn't exist it's just an abstraction yesterday is is gone it's just an ingram memory in my brain the only thing that exists is this universe and in the universe, there are just infinite possibilities for me to dabble in that possibility mm, of happiness. That's lovely. Up Thanks in for inviting me into your universe today. Work like a devil for my pay. Are you planning to uh, yeah, roll in heaven complete. at all today or? No, 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 not yet. <laughs> And I I'm don't mean real heaven. I mean earthly yes. heaven. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Isn't that the goal to just like um, roll around in earthly heaven? I feel like that's the. Yes. Um, oh, you <laughs> I was wondering why you're so this, against huh? it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think that's the uh, parallel yes, to being um, fully present, right? Yes. Yeah, totally. Totally, and. You know, when we look at our lives, we can always add to our lives. And that's why you know, we need to grow. It's a process. Um, figuring out happiness. I'm not so sure there needs to be another word. You could add one if you'd like. But, but if we can figure out how to be happy, would there be anything lacking if we were happy? If we were truly happy. If, you, if your life, if, if you were to just do a reflection right now and just realize how totally happy you are in this moment, could there be anything lacking in that moment? I don't think so, totally because happy? any shortcoming would be just part of the tapestry that brought you the joy, right? Mm -hmm. So you know uh, what I always say? If you're happy your and you know it, clap your hands. You always say that, huh? That's, that's a good song. Ever a since good song uh, he kids, became right? a grandfather, that's your go-to song, right? <laughs> But we can add to our lives. We can always add to our lives. We can always add to our process. We can always find ways to get to that happiness more and more. And 
just keep in mind that you can't subtract from your life. You know, the past is the past. Let it go. Mm -hmm. It ain't important anymore. Where we're going is important. Our universe today is important. Don't let the past contaminate that joyful moment. And when you look ahead, don't let the future create anticipatory kind of anxieties and worrisome thoughts. That's that's not part of your universe. That's part of your habit mm-hmm. of insecurity. And, and I also think if you practice presence and in an effort to slow down time and truly embrace your experiences, uh, the anxiety of the future kind of dissipates, not only because you're present, but also when you practice presence, it makes it much easier to deal with conflict and things that arise because mm-hmm. you're dealing with them in the moments that they're real, as opposed to... Um, fiction in your mind about the future that doesn't really exist yeah i'm just distracted by a truck backing up that's going beep beep see it's it it a garbage truck? my presence and that, that's actually that is actually really interesting because i was doing meditation with my students yesterday and they there was um what was it? Oh, there were like kindergartners who went out to play. So there was lots of screaming outside of the window. And they, a lot of them were like, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't do the meditation. And I was saying like, (laughs) it's really funny because often humans will practice this like meditation or presence in like a dark room with candlelight where all they hear is like relaxing music. And, you know, that's how we typically practice. But the truth is like real life is never like that. Like it's so good to practice presence when there are just distractions around because Mm -hmm. it really kind of tests you to see like can you apply this to real life and speaking of meditation you know i'm really really (laughs) i know what you're gonna say as much as as much (laughs) as much as i love you uh, i'm sitting here feeling absolutely stripped of all my wonderful meditative potential because you've you borrowed my himalayan singing it is singing bowl and and I asked you, and I said, you know, I I, I need my Himalayan. Yeah. I can't clunk anything. And I you did. Forgot to bring I, it back. Well, I think it's in my car. You've ruined. You've Darn actually ruined it. my universe. Oh no! <laughs> I was having a. I was just having a great <laughs> universe, and bam! No Himalayan. Oh man! Anymore. I can't believe it. It's one thing to, you know, steal something from someone, but to no. steal their Zen piece is just really awful. <laughs> We should make a song. Don't, Mama, oh, don't take my singing bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I don't want to run out of time because geez, I'm looking at the clock. Oh, you know what time probably. it is right now? Is it South it is. Coaching Pep Talk time? And today's pep talk is called Time. Every life has its demands. Go to work, pay the bills, watch the kids. These are your half But within every day, there are opportunities, opportunities to glimpse a sunset, to interact with friends or loved ones, or simply taking a deep breath, reveling at being alive. In your lifetime, you can expect your heart to beat 2.5 billion times. You can take 600 million breaths and witness 27,000 sunrises. Yet no matter how wealthy or powerful you become, you'll never be able to buy one extra heartbeat, one extra breath, or see one extra sunrise. So stop living as if you're going to live forever. 
don't wait until you're old and gray or when you're faced with a catastrophic diagnosis to understand the value of time. Pull your head out of the sands of distraction. Do it now, this moment. Understand that the most important thing in life is time. Treasure your universe. I love it. Thank you. And thanks for thanks for poking a hole in mine with the Himalayan. Oh, that was a good one. I like it. That's very motivational. I want to go live. I guess I'm living right now in the present moment with you. Isn't that something about the your heart beats 2.5 so amazing times? That's kind yeah. of scary, right? I hope mine. Wow. Twenty-seven thousand sunrises. How many you have left? Many more I have. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that uh, your pot oh well. pep talk pot mm, podcast pep talk reminded pep. me of the song by Tim McGraw that says it's called "Live Like You Are Dying," and it's um it, the lyrics are mm. about a man who is diagnosed with cancer and hit in his late forties. And he actually is so grateful for the diagnosis because he, he stops, you know, working all the time and he starts going fishing and he goes skydiving and he goes, he does all these things he always wished that he would do. And he says, I hope someday you get the chance to live like you were dying. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's when you all of a sudden awaken, you know, out of the sleep of distractions in life. And they are distractions, things that pull us away from, what that universe of happiness might be offering us. Very, very important. Yeah. Today's universe, you know, albeit without <laughs> my Himalayan singing bowl, is still, the potential is still there for me to not get wrapped up. You might also receive it later today. because now I'm feeling the guilt trip so I can go drop it off. <laughs> well, nevertheless, it's it's not going to, it's, it's not going to affect late. this podcast. This is, this is now, you know, just, in the uh, archives now and with it, it'll go down for the rest of uh, history with i'm sure that our listeners are really grateful for that so you know before we end i know i want to just tell anyone that's listening to this lauren okay. you don't have to even listen to this but i'm just going to mention it mm -hmm. to anyone else that's listening and that's that i've been chastised by my daughter hmm. and you guys may feel some <laughs> sympathy or empathy and and how that feels but Lauren, rightfully so, has uh, criticized me for prattling on mm. at the end of these podcasts and extending our, our endings to a point of <laughs> nauseam. And, and I said to Lauren, I said, you're right. And I, I promise that today I'm not going to allow this podcast to linger in, in absentia. <laughs> so Lauren... Uh, Oh my that's gosh, no, that's right too abrupt. Although we do have universes to go right. enjoy. Um, right. Are you going to take an adult recess today or what? Yes, okay. that's one thing I will do. As soon as this podcast is over, you and I, if unless you forgot, are going to be loading play sand. Yay, for a sandbox. And deliver delivering it to a young child's <laughs> sandbox what what great universe that's so true maybe that we be? should actually play in the sandbox that will be like real adult recess i did you that did? yesterday with elliot my granddaughter yeah we were in a, a little did you build a castle or no we uh, it was interesting we kept burying her little figures oh. i forget their names and then and then they were gone and and she had sad face on and then we had to go find them and as as they popped their heads out of the sand she smiled and that's you know that's that you know what you learn from children you know that universe for that child i mean she was 
part of the sand. Mm -hmm. There was no separation. It was beautiful. But I said I was going to stop prattling. Got to stop. See, now you're making me go on and you're going to, you're going to yell at me next No, because that right? was my fault. Okay. All right. Well, Are you I guess, ready to say not goodbye? really this week, but. <laughs> oh, sure. Now, now you want to. Yeah. If I had my Himalayan singing bowl, I'd be clanging it right now. All right. So I'm, I'm just going to override <laughs> your universe. And, and I'm about to just put a final end in this podcast by saying, okay. and visit our website, selfcoaching.net, where you could learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, check out my latest number one selling book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. So until next time, remember, being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless, and you are not powerless. Remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join Lauren, the maker of universes <laughs> and the destroyer of universes, and me every week. And let's make it simple together. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart.